as I prayed and, and thought about and asked God, what is it that, that uh, I could say to us this morning as the leaders of Rec Road Church? Um, first of all, just to say that it's a privilege to, to stand up front here and, and know that you guys are sitting here as leaders of this church. Um, we're deeply grateful to God for His provision of gifts sitting here. We're deeply grateful and thankful for the way that you serve and give of your time and your efforts to God's kingdom, and we don't take that lightly. And, uh, and we're very aware that we're the newest kids on the block. <laughs> and so we've got a lot to learn, and we're looking forward to meeting you, and, uh, and we just ask for your grace in that process. But uh, we're loving what we've seen already, and we, we're delighted that, that God's already equipped and will continue to his equip, equip His church for what He calls us to do. And so as I thought about and prayed about what I could bring this morning, I just felt um, an encouragement to all of us, myself included this morning. I'm not standing up here as someone who has all this all together um, but an encouragement and an exhortation to us as leaders of Rec Road Church in our different uh, congregations, it's simply this, to lead out of a relationship with Jesus. Let me say that again, lead out of a relationship with Jesus. It came through in the, in the worship this morning. And uh, my hope is that this won't be a one-sided monologue. I don't just want to stand up here and preach. I'm going to invite some input from you uh, as leaders of this church just now. Um, but I want us to enjoy uh, this time we've got together, but also to be trusting God, to be doing a deep work in us um, as, as we go through these points. And how I've done this is I actually want us to, for this to be kind of a... a uh, an internal audit of yourself in some senses. What does an audit mean? We're just going to be seeing how are we doing in these areas of our life as leaders of Reconciliation Road Church. And so I've got three questions I'm going to ask, and I'm going to unpack those this morning. And, I, and we're going to be asking, we're going to be spending time with God uh, together, but also uh, as, as individuals and be, be answering these questions for ourselves. Um, and my hope is that some of us will be challenged this morning. Others of us may be convicted of things in our lives, convicted by the Holy Spirit of things that are, are less than God's best for us. Hey, some of us may be really good in these areas of our lives at the moment and be in a good space. I pray that this word is, this message is a great encouragement to you and, uh, and it results in much thanksgiving of God and where you are currently in your relationship with Him. Um, but in order for all of that to happen, I, I believe we need to open our hearts to God. And so I'd love just to pray and invite God's presence as we've done already in worship. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be together as leaders of your church, Reconciliation Road Church. Father, thank you for this opportunity to uh, have this moment to, to see how we are doing in terms of leading out of our relationship with you, Jesus. And as we've already done in worship, we acknowledge your presence here. Your word says where two or more are gathered in your name, you are amongst them. You are amongst us now. And so, God, we pray, help, help us open our hearts, help us to be open and honest with ourselves, 
bring challenge where challenge is needed. Holy Spirit, bring conviction where conviction is needed. Bring encouragement where encouragement is due. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, three questions we, we're looking at together this morning. And uh, I'm just going to dive straight into, remember that what we're looking at is leading out of a relationship with Jesus. And the first question I want to ask you this morning is, how is your relationship with Jesus at the moment? How is your relationship with Jesus at the moment? I said there were some threads that came through. David's just read John 15. It was our past uh, Bible reading this week. On Thursday, we hit John 15. And uh, verse 1 starts off by Jesus saying, I am the true vine. And then verse 4, which we also read, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. Remember Jesus speaking, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's a beautiful description of uh, what it means to be in relationship with Jesus. And my question to you is this morning is, how is your relationship with Jesus? Is there this abiding? Is there this remaining that we are reading about in John 15? Where are you on the spectrum of being good or, and feeling tight and close to God or being on the other side of the, the, the spectrum? Are you thriving in your relationship or are you struggling? And let me just paint those two extremes. On the one side, thriving. Is your relationship with Jesus thriving at the moment? And what do I mean by that? You, you're feeling close to him. You are abiding. You are remaining in him. You, you're hearing his voice daily as you read through scripture. You, you go through daily life in step with him, walking in the spirit, speaking to him through all situations, whether highs or lows, whether success or struggles, inviting him into every moment, the ups and downs of life, not being shaken as we were, were singing about, but, but living with him as our firm foundation. Are you giving thanks in times of, of celebration are you lamenting to him and being open and honest about where you are in your tough times? Are you authentic in the way that you speak to him, knowing that he's the God who knows everything already before you even open your lips? He knows where you're at. Are you loving times of worship, either corporate or, or personally, in whatever way that looks? Do you love being with, with God's people? Do you love being in community and with, with God's people? Do you love being with those who don't know Christ? Do you have this missional heart that out of this close place with Jesus, hey, you want to see other people come in to this adventure of following Christ too? If you're thriving, then your prayer life is filled with 
prayers of worship, prayers of repentance, confession, prayers of thanksgiving? Are you in a relationship with Jesus where you're continuously going back to the gospel message, this multifaceted, beautiful truth that we live by? And are you looking at it and are you taking that, that, those revelations and saying, well, how does that apply to my life? How does that affect the way I live? How does that gospel truth impact this area of my life? Are you allowing the gospel message to impact every single area of your life? And uh, if you're thriving, then this, this relationship with Jesus is a daily reality. You are close with Jesus. You are doing life with him. And, uh, and it's, it's not only that in the present, but also future. We live with this future hope that Jesus will one day return. And, uh, and so it's because of that that these momentary struggles that we feel, we have a fresh perspective on it. Okay? So that on the one side is thriving. Does that describe where you're at at the moment? Or are you, on the other side, struggling at the moment? Are you feeling distant? Are you feeling detached? Are you struggling to spend time with God? Are you not really getting to your Bible readings? Is it collecting dust somewhere in your house? Are you not really feeling prompted by the Spirit? Is, has church and community life become a chore for you? Is God someone you call on only in tough times? It's like a little genie in a lamp. When things are needed, when things aren't going, then you, then you turn to him. But in the celebrations and when everything goes okay, then you're not really, he's not really part of your life. Is your prayer life comprised mostly of just asking for yourself? God, can I have this? God, can you do this? God, can you make a way here? Are you, have you lost the joy of being in Christian community, doing life with other brothers and sisters, being with God's people, worshiping together? Has the gospel message uh, ceased to amaze you? Have you... It's kind of like something that happened in the past. Yeah, I, I believed in that message, and that's, you know, I'm saved, and, uh, but it doesn't really impact my daily life nowadays. Has Jesus himself taken a backseat to something else in your life, whether it be work or studies or family life, whatever it is? Those are the two extremes. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. Maybe you're not necessarily thriving or, or struggling, but somewhere in the middle. Maybe there's something that you are needing to surrender or hand over in some area of your life. Something that is not God's best for you. It's just this one thing that, that makes you somewhere in between. It could be a relationship you are in that is not putting God first or is less than God's best for you. Maybe there's um, some jealousy in your life, some bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment towards somebody else that, that you are needing to, to deal with. 
Maybe it's something that you are holding on. We heard about forgiveness last week, unforgiveness, and you're needing to repent that, of that, and you are not, you're saying, God, that's mine. I just want to hold on to that. I'm not ready to deal with that. Maybe there's some sin in your life at the moment that's, that's keeping you back from God's best and, and keeping you from God's intended plan for you. Something that needs to be brought out into the light, something that needs God's grace and forgiveness over. If that's you, if any of those, particularly the, the thing of, of sin, maybe there's something that comes to mind right now, Remember that we serve a gracious God, a God who loves you and wants to move towards you, a God who wants you to bring these things into the light, and a God who promises to forgive and be there for you. John 1, 1 verse 9, sorry, John, 1 John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the beautiful invitation. Come back, return, restore that relationship. Maybe it's um, not something even that uh, obvious. Maybe you've just slowly but surely lost sight of Jesus and, you're, and he's kind of been toned down and something else in life, the brightness has been turned up. And you've been distracted by something of the world. And uh, there's something else that fills your thoughts, that, that uses up your time, that you are spending your money on, that is shining brighter than Jesus at the moment. Maybe career, maybe status, maybe some possession or, or something that you are focused on. And in a sense... If, you, if you're honest with yourself, you may be, you could be accused of, of worshiping that thing if we looked at the way you spent your time and your money and your thought life. And so that's the first thing. Um, how are you doing? That's the first question. How is your relationship with Jesus at the moment? And I just want to give us one minute for us to just consider what's been said and allow the Holy Spirit to, to just speak to us and answer that question for yourself. Okay, you know where you are on that spectrum. Um, the next question I want to ask us as uh, leaders at Rec Road Church this morning, no matter where you are on that spectrum, my next question is, are you intentionally developing your relationship with Jesus? Are you intentionally developing your relationship with Jesus? And I... 
I want us to get a bit uh, more rowdy. Well, not rowdy, but uh, I want us to ask. I want to ask for some group participation, and I want to pose the question: um, How do we develop our relationship with Jesus? Let me look to you and, and give me some answers. How do we develop our? If I'm saying, are you intentionally developing? What does it mean? What does it look like? What do you practically do to develop your relationship with Jesus? Yes. Reading the Word of God, absolutely. Reading the Word of God. Um, Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Reading the Bible. This is how we get to know Jesus. This is how we get to know God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ key thing in this relationship is spending time in God's Word. Anything else? That's a great one. Communicating, praying, talking, absolutely. So it's this thing of a desire to build relationship. When we build in relationship with each other, what do we do? We communicate, we talk, we ask questions. And so that's an absolute another one. Just um, Talking, being in conversation, predominantly in prayer with God, but doing your day with Him. Um, often, that leads out of this. You, you understand who God is, what He's done through His Son, Jesus Christ, and a lot of prayer and walking with Jesus is a response. And so there's this, uh, there's this conversation that happens as we get to know Jesus. And not only one-sided, we don't only speak, we also listen to Anybody else? How do we develop a relationship? Yes, Hanley. Searching for community that? Yeah. Great. Searching for a community or being involved in a community that's doing number one and two, reading the Bible and prayer. Absolutely. It's uh, this thing of community is key. We do life with Jesus together. We look at the Trinity, there's this beautiful community, we are created in God's image, and we are meant to be living in community too. Not only just a holy huddle, yes, there's iron sharpening iron, yes, we are supposed to be uh, part of a Christian community as we grow in God's Word, as we grapple with it, as we unpack it. One of the things I've loved coming into this team is how central God's Word is. Every morning we start off with a devotion, and we get to... To say, hey, what does this mean? What does that practically mean? How does that affect our lives? It's key. But sorry, not only in a holy huddle, like, okay, we're just going to be with our church buddies. No, it's out of that that we look outside and bring others through mis being missional. And we invite others into this. And we can go and um, introduce Jesus to those that don't know him. So yes, spending time with people, spurring each other on. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says this. Let us consider how we may stir one another to love and good works. That happens in community. That's part of developing your relationship with Jesus as we grapple with these topics and the things of God and theology. Great. So we've got three. Any others? Yes, Nathan. Worship and thanksgiving. Absolutely. Both individually on your own um, and corporately uh, with God's people. And I love that, thanksgiving. Um, 
you know, it's not, we don't only call on God when we're in the hard times. We, we, we are with Him and we're grateful and thankful um, as we go through life and as we see answered prayer. Anybody else? Makrit? Come into church, yeah. Falls under part of being part of community, but prioritizing, being with God's people, prioritizing, sitting under the word together, prioritizing, worshiping uh, together in order to be salt and light outside in the context that God has called us to be, where, where we are with those that don't know Jesus. Let me uh, add a few more. Any, anybody else? Yeah, Rachel. Reading good books. Great one. Um, reading good books. So yes, the Bible, key, but other good books, absolutely, where we can take a topic and we can grapple with it. Think of commentaries that help us understand Scripture. Um, I think of different brilliant authors that can unpack a certain element of our walk with Jesus, and I would, and I would uh, recommend that. However, with this, I also want to say, be discerning. There is a lot of rubbish out there. There are lots of people who have got onto a particular author who is way off, and they stick on that person. They read all their books, and by the time they come to speak to pastors or other people in the church, they are far gone. And when they submit to leadership and say, hey, what do you think? It's too far. They're too far off. And so what I want to say is, yes, read other books, but please, please, please be discerning. Filter it through this. Filter it through this. This is the ultimate telltale as to whether it's truth or not. Every other book needs to be submitted to this here. And how do we do that? You don't have to be a theologian, although we all call to grapple with the things of theology. But you can ask trusted leaders. You can come and speak to pastors. Hey, you can even go onto the internet and read what is said about different authors, where they stand theologically, where you need to be cautious. And so, yeah, that comes with a warning. Any others? Yes. Absolutely. Inviting the Holy Spirit to be part of your daily walk. Walking in step with the Spirit. Um, again, we, we, we read through John this week and, and God's uh, promise, Jesus' promise of another advocate, another counselor that's going to come and be with you. We have this beautiful gift of the Spirit, uh, God with us through our day. And so absolutely inviting the Holy Spirit's presence with us. Yeah, key to, to And also, as we read Scripture, we come to Scripture and we say, Holy Spirit, please speak to me through the Word this morning. Illuminate these words. Open my heart. Show, convict me of things that I need to see and al allow this to be alive and active and do surgery on my heart, you know, as you come to, to Scripture. Anything else? Yes. Stop. Repent, absolutely. All of life is repentance. <laughs> um, this thing of as we read the Word, as we spend time in God's Word, we realize that we are more sinful than we ever imagined, but more loved than we could ever. It's Tim Keller's quote. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting it at the end. but More sinful than we ever imagined, more loved than we could. Than we dare believe, more love than we dare believe, yeah, absolutely. And, and so repentance, allowing God to 
growing in relationship with Jesus by seeing, oh my goodness, I'm a sinner saved by grace alone. This wasn't a good decision on my behalf. And, uh, and we are all works in progress. We are all works in progress. And we will be for our lifelong. Anything else? I think I've picked, we've picked up on most of them, but um, I'll just pick up on one or two that I, that I added. Time. If you want to get to know somebody, what do you do? You spend time with them. And so, so it's a very simple one, but being intentional about time. How do you schedule your time? Are you intentionally spending time with Jesus? Ideally, for many of us, that's the morning, but I saw how many people were in the night. <laughs> and so whatever time works for you, there's no rules in that. Um, we said reading Scripture, meditating on Scripture. You know, often we might fall into this thing of like, cool, i got to do today's reading, tick, 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 done. But in actual fact, there's more to it than that. It's actually allowing the, the Word to, to soak in meditating on it. And we're going to be doing a, a sermon on this in the coming weeks, and we'll, we'll unpack what meditation means, but allowing it to infiltrate. Another thing of growing in our relationship with Jesus is looking at this beautiful gospel truth of what Jesus Christ has done for us um, in dying on the cross, in paying for our sins, in giving, imputing, gifting his righteousness to us. It's scandalous. It should always amaze us. And the reality is it's not just one-dimensional. It's like one of those beautiful diamonds. As you just look at it all the time, there are multiple ways that it just affects our life. And so growing in Jesus is looking at this beautiful truth and going, wow, how does that affect the way I treat my animals? How does that affect the way I spend my money? How does this gospel truth affect the way I spend my time? How does this gospel truth affect what occupies my mind? how I treat my body, et cetera, et cetera, working out how the gospel affects every area of our lives. And lastly, you've done all of them, uh, not only reading the word, not only meditating on the word, not only asking the Holy Spirit to be with us, but putting the word into action. That's how we grow in our relationship with Jesus. That's another one. Scripture says I should do this. Let it sink in, feel the conviction, repent, and then do otherwise. Turn and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and to become ever more Christ-like, to, to be the people that Christ desires us to be, to, to live like he has designed us to live. And so my question is, how are you doing in these things, are you intentionally developing your relationship with Jesus? And I also want to just give you a moment to, to consider that. Right. Thirdly, um, my third question and my last question for this morning as we do this kind of personal audit as leaders as to how we're doing is how is your relationship with Jesus affecting the way you lead? 
How is your relationship with Jesus affecting the way that you lead? You see, your relationship with Jesus may not be affecting the way you lead at all. Maybe there's other things that are fueling your desire or your ability to lead. Let me just paint some of those things. For example, some of us might be in leadership positions. You know, there's various ones represented here because of the power that it brings, because of uh, the, the fact that we are seen by others as being the leader. And uh, we have influence over other people's lives. And so we may just thrive off that. And if we're truly honest, it's that that's stirring us. And it's that that's driving us. Oh, we want to be at the top of the podium. We want to be looked at uh, as, as uh, being uh, seen as the one leading and, and have this influence over others. It may be uh, the status that comes with being a leader. Is that the, 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 the fuel behind your leadership, the way you're seen and you're respected. Um, I think of our context that we've just come out of, uh, Pastera in Malagasy. Um, but I would be, ah, hello, Pastera. And I was treated differently as though I was, you know, given some particular status, like I was closer to God than anybody else. It was something I constantly had to fight against. Um, I remember one context being in a, it wasn't Malagasy people, it was other uh, people from a different culture, but basically I was given a, there was a cake, and I was probably given 25% of this cake, and sat down, and then everybody sat around and just looked at me, and they didn't have cake, and they were like, no, but you the pastor, you must eat the cake, and I just felt so awkward, it's, but man, I could have thrived off that. I could have been like, yeah, you guys watch me eat all this cake. <laughs> and just to let you know, I just felt so awkward. I couldn't do it. So I just said, guys, this is so counter what Jesus would do. I'm not eating this cake unless we cut this piece of cake that you gave me into like six. And you get that other cake and we all eat cake together. Because that's how we're doing it. And we did. And it was wonderful. But I'm just saying we could, we could thrive off the, the, the status that comes with leadership. We could be in leadership because people look to us for answers. We like the oracle. <laughs> what does it mean to, what does this mean? Oh, well, I know that. I, the Bible says, da, 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 you know, and because we, we've got all the answers. You might be leading because of some ability that you have, and that is what's actually fueling your, your leadership. Is it because you can uh, play a specific instrument? or because you can sing, or because you have good organizational ability, or because you have the gift of the gab. You can speak, and you can hold a crowd. If that happens, often you can tell by, uh, if there's something outside of that, you're not prepared to do it. Oh, there's dirty dishes. No, but I'm the, I'm the singer. I don't do dishes. That's somebody else's job, you know? Uh, Oh, there's rubbish over there. No, I don't do that. I, I'm, I, I'm preaching today. I, that's, that's below me, you know. Somebody else's thing. Is it because of just the fun that you have? Man, I love being a part of this group. It's so much fun. We have such a jewel. We, we love being together. That's the driving force. That's the main focus. There may be some alignment, uh, misalignment in terms of what God has called you to. Um. 
Maybe it's just something as simple as, hey, I, I'm, I'm included in the larger leadership team. We get to come to these cool leadership summits on Saturday and get free lunch. Come on. You know, the privileges that come with profile. If these things are true of you, if this is where you're leading out of, then uh, your leadership will most likely be marked by leading out of a place of not being at peace, being irritable, being rushed, being busy, feeling overwhelmed by what the responsibility is. You will most likely be a different person in the different contexts you find yourself in. Oh, I'm at church. Very good. Praise God for his, you know, and then you go home. Oh, what are you doing? And then you go to work and you, somebody else, you know, you're swearing and you're in with the cool cats at work or school or wherever it is, you know. And so you're constantly putting on these different hats. I used to do that back in my, in my varsity days. Rachel knows all about it. She can tell you stories. <laughs> but, uh, but when you're not leading out of this place of a relationship with Jesus, that often happens. You, you're, a, you're, a, you're a different piece, person. You're a chameleon. You've got, to, you've got to adapt and be different in these different roles. If you are, however, leading out of this place of a relationship with Jesus, if you are allowing your relationship with Jesus to impact and affect your, your, your leadership, then uh, there's a number of things. First of all, you will be more dependent on Jesus. You will be, the, the pressure's off you in a sense, you know. You will remember that theologically we serve a sovereign God and it is only Jesus who can bring about true change. So the pressure's off. And, and, and you're saying, God, in a sense it's on you, but I'm an instrument of yours and could you sovereignly work through me? And whether he does or doesn't, it's his sovereign work. And at times, he sovereignly and graciously works, or uses us in that process. And what a privilege that is as leaders. We'll be experiencing the fruits of the Spirit in our lives in ever-increasing measure if we are leading out of this relationship with Jesus. Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How are you doing in these areas? Are you experiencing them in your life? Are you experiencing them in ever-increasing measure? Another thing we'll be, if we are leading out of this relationship with Jesus, we'll be secure because our identity is formed in Christ, first and foremost. It's not how many people we can make laugh or how much Bible knowledge we have. No, the primary identity is that Jesus Christ has saved us. We are reconciled to God through the finished work of Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's where we find our security, and that's what we abide in. That's our firm foundation that we were singing, through, singing about in worship this morning. Not in the things of our culture around us. We're not reliant on what uh, brings us status or kind of um, identity in the culture around us. We'll be more missional too. There'll be a desire to see others come into this relationship and be a part of this adventure of following Jesus. If we are living in this beautiful relationship, in communion uh, with God, in conversation, feeling, uh, leading out of this place, we will naturally 
be wanting others to come into this same relationship. There'll be more joy in the task of leadership. It'll be a joy to be a servant. It'll be a joy to do absolutely anything because we serve the servant of all servants, Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for us. And as we look at that picture, hey, doing anything is easy in comparison to, the God, to what God has done for us. There will be grace for what God has called us to do in terms of our leadership. There will be grace, grace upon grace, sufficient to accomplish what he has called you to. We will be spirit dependent. We'll be trusting for the spirit to speak and move, just as you can see he's doing this morning. As Cindy led worship and there were some threads that he began in the songs we sang and the words that were brought in that scripture David brought is in this message. He's wanting to speak to us this morning. He is, the Spirit is here and is at work. We'll be functioning in the spiritual gifting that God has given us. We'll be able to identify, develop, and deploy the spiritual gifting that God has given us. And we'll be authentic. We will show ourselves, uh, we'll be the same person in all contexts. What a freedom! What a freedom! Just to be the same person at church as you are at work, as you are at your family, it's, it's a beautiful thing. We're not trying to be chameleons anymore. But there's this grounded, firm foundation in Jesus, and it's that who we are in all those contexts. So that's my question. How is your relationship with Jesus affecting the way you lead? I'll give you a minute to consider that on your own. Okay. So... In summary, just to summarize everything, I, I was hoping to have a toilet roll in my hand, but I forgot it at home. But basically, if you picture a, 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 a pipe or a tube, what I'm advocating is for, as leaders of Reconciliation Road Church, let's be leaders that lead out of our relationship with Jesus. In a sense, the pipe is here, and we trust in that our relationship with Jesus, the time we spend, that fruitfulness will flow into us. And we'll be better people and flow through us as we lead to others. Do you understand what I'm saying? That, that we would be, just as Cindy said, vessels in his hands. That we would be instruments, that we would be salt and light for Jesus in what he has called us to do. So in a sense, the pipe is horizontal. We're trusting that our relationship with Jesus would be what feeds that and what is transferred through us, working in us, and that we trust in that, that relationship with Jesus would be what propels and what fuels our leadership and our effectiveness and our fruitfulness to others. Does that make sense? Don't let's settle for taking us out of the system and just putting us down here as a pipe where we settle for being fueled by other things, by what the culture is saying to us, or by, by these other lesser things that God wouldn't want. Let's be vessels in His hands. John Piper, it's a beautiful quote. If you go to desiringgod.com, it's their strapline. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. That should be true of us as leaders, as we lead out of a place of relationship with Jesus, as we are satisfied in Him, as we allow Him to work in us, He's then glorified through us as we lead and as we fulfill what he has called us to.
Reconciliation Road Church leaders. Let's be leaders who are leading out of a relationship with Jesus. I don't want to just end it there. I do want us to respond. And so if I can ask us to close our eyes, I want to lead us in a prayer, and then we're going to have an opportunity to minister to each other before we have a short break. Some of us might be sitting here and, uh, and, and feeling a disconnect from, from the ideal that I have painted and, uh, and where you maybe find yourself this morning. Maybe there's um, something particular that, that the Holy Spirit has highlighted and said, I, 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 this is the thing I, I want you to deal with as you've sat in silence and considered those questions. And I just want to give you an opportunity to right now do business with God, to come to Him, to lay that thing down, to repent of that. Maybe it's some particular sin. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's, yeah, whatever it is. Won't you take a moment now to, to just lay that down and repent of that? Father God, we just want to bring these things uh, to you. We want to repent of them. God, we want to say that we know these are less than your best for us. We know that these things um, often lead us to take our eyes off you, Jesus. God, we also know that there is grace in our relationship with you that as we've read in Scripture this morning together, that when we confess, you are faithful to forgive. And, uh, and so, God, we, we ask, forgive us for these sins. Forgive us for these things that have distracted us from you. Forgive us for these blockages, in a sense. Cleanse us. We ask for your grace in these areas, Lord. And then the other thing that I just felt that I would love to pray for us this morning that also came through in the worship is just this, this word thirst. God, I want to pray for us as Reconciliation Road Church leaders, no matter where we are on these spectrums that we've chatted about this morning, that you would give us a, a deep thirst for the things of you, Jesus. In this moment, I pray, won't you, won't you give us a thirst for you? Impart in us a desire to know you more. Impart in us a, a passion for your name, for your word, for you to be glorified. Psalm 63 that was read this morning. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Oh, Lord, won't you give us that same thirst as leaders of your church, Reconciliation Road Church? Won't you give us this desire to be in close relationship with you, to be walking in step with you, Spirit, to be leading out of a relationship with you, Jesus? Impart that thirst in us as a, as a body of leaders this morning. Impart that, that same thirst to our people in the congregations represented here this morning. 
And God, we, we don't desire this for our own glory or our own status. We desire it for you, that you would be glorified through our lives, that you would be able to be, uh, that we would be able to be vessels in your hands, salt and light, instruments of yours, Lord, for your glory, not for ours. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.